Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. We're bringing you a study now, a series of studies on Satan, the God of this world. That's what the Lord called me to do. Preach the gospel. Go forth, bring the gospel. One here and one there would hear. Not many will hear. I know we, what we're battling. We're battling Satan and all of his forces, all of his demons. They, they hang around here in the studios where I'm at all the time, day by day. Get on my shoulder and ask me to tell me to tone down the message. You're going to scare folks off. You're going to run folks off, Trailblazer, with all that hellfire and damnation preaching. But listen, folks, if I could say one word, if I could throw one object in your path to keep you from going to hell, it'd be worth everything I do. It'd be worth all I put into it. Folks ask me, said, Pastor, you look tired. Well, I am tired. But what, you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of Satan deceiving our folks. Sure, my body gets tired. I wish you'd pray for me. All of the burden of the work here at Radio Missions, the Voice of Truth broadcast, the bookstore, the printed page that goes out around this world oh, day by day, and then the mission places there with the problems that come up. Oh, my friend, I wish you'd pray for the old trailblazer. Pray for your pastor. Would you do that, you folks who know me and love me? Would you pray for me this morning? I appreciate it. I want to bring you a study again this morning on Satan, the doctrines of devils, Satan, the God of this world, the doctrines of devils in our present day soul winning. That's our topic today. We're looking at how Satan keeps folks from hearing the word, keeps folks from, uh, from hearing the truth. Yeah. The tragical thing about this uh, is that we can hardly find an individual church now that's not full of strife and bickering and backbiting. And this shows that it's not founded on Christ. Listen, the Bible says they were the early church, they were all of one accord. And But this, we don't find that anymore, do we? Do you, do you know in your church is there a, a division there but down the middle, my friend? You know why that is, a lot of it? Because the pastor deceived. He don't know error when he sees it. And then if, he, if he's not real uh, straight, some old petticoat in the, in the audience will take over the women, get them together in a little gathering, raise a rebellion there, and pretty soon you'll see a little split. That's right, you'll see a little split. They'll go off down the road and build them a little shanty of a church and start a new church. But my friend, that's all Satan. That's all of Satan. Now let's turn in Acts 2-4 and look there in our Bibles this morning. Acts 2-4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues or other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. This early church was Spirit-filled, my friend. They waited. The Holy Spirit came. They recognized His presence. He gave, and, he, and they gave themselves over to Him. He controlled them, he filled them, he endued them, he taught them, he revealed the things of Christ to them according to promise. And uh, he was their earnest of their salvation, yes, the down payment. According to Ephesians 5:18. they were filled with the Spirit and spake to themselves in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in their hearts unto the Lord, gave thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The present-day church has rejected the Holy Spirit like the world has rejected Christ. The present-day church knows nothing of the leadership of the Holy Spirit because they don't know the Lord. They don't know Christ as their Savior. According to God's Word, the Lord Jesus Christ is standing on the outside knocking for entrance. The early church worked and prayed and wrought and taught in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit attended their messages and attended their testimony. He rocked whole towns and countryside, stirred them up until it was said of the Apostle Paul and his missionary group, Behold, they have turned the world upside down. That's right. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost and fell there in mighty convicting power upon that multitude, 
The multitudes came together and were confounded, according to Acts 2.6. The word confounded means confused. Then Acts 2.7 says, and they were all amazed and marveled. The word amazed means confused, yet not knowing the cause. That's right. That's exactly right. This great multitude of unsaved religionists, when the Holy Spirit fell upon them, were confused. Every one of them, they could not figure it out. They couldn't understand it. So it is today when God's messenger brings a message under the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit confuses those who are listening. They can't figure it out. This is the first stage of Holy Spirit conviction, which leads to salvation. Now, my friend, that's the first stage when a God, by the Holy Spirit, comes upon a poor sinner and begins to awaken him. There's confusion. Let's turn to Acts 2.12, and we'll find these words. And they were all amazed or confused and were in doubt, perplexed or embarrassed, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Whenever born-again believers give their testimony of saving grace in Christ under the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, it will amaze or confuse those who listen. It will embarrass them. That's the natural result of a testimony of saving grace in Christ. Not of a testimony of, a, of, a, of, a, of some mystical feeling, not, a, not some light in the corner. No, those things doesn't confuse anybody. But when you begin to tell an individual who is lost, how that the Lord brought you down and broke you down and showed you your heart and showed you what a sinner you were. When you begin to tell them that, my friend, there's much confusion. When this happens, one of two things will take place. The individual will recognize it as coming from God, will repent and turn to Christ, or they'll do as some of those did on the day of Pentecost. They'll make mockery, ridicule, turn on the messenger. That's right, they do that. Both of these things happen as a result of the ministry of any pastor of any church that's led by the Holy Spirit. Now, we don't, we're not surprised when opposition breaks out, my friend. No. If you step on a fellow's toe, he's going to squeal, isn't he? If you, if you tear up his playhouse, he's going to yell to the high heaven. That's what we do here. This criticism has been hurled against us here everywhere we go. That's right. They say his messages, my messages, stir up folks. They confuse folks. They embarrass folks, and they do. The critic is not lying when he tells you that our message here stir up hearts, but the attitude the critics take is this. In telling you that our messages stir up folks, they leave the impression, that, and they want you to believe it, that because our messages stir up hearts and confuse folks, that it's the work of Satan. This is one of Satan's lies and uh, doctrines of demons. Now listen, the reason of it is this. Holy Spirit conviction is all but an ancient mystery. Would you ask your pastor, Pastor, have you ever been under Holy Spirit conviction? That's right. In this generation, very few have witnessed old-time Bible, Holy Spirit conviction and repentance. Therefore, when I come forward preaching God's message, and I'm, I'm the Lord laying on my heart to bring you some messages on repentance, and I'm, I may do that in our next study. If the Lord leads me, you pray for me. That's right. Therefore, when we come forth preaching God's message, as I'm doing here under the power of God's Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit conviction falls and hearts are stirred. Unsaved religionists are embarrassed. They want to believe that I'm preaching false doctrine. Brother, it reveals their old unsaved, wicked heart. It shows their old ignorance and manifests their stupidity and unveils their wicked practices. They tell you that I'm a troublemaker. That's right. Folks will tell you. We have folks write us, take me off your mailing list, old trailblazer. You're just stirring up trouble. Well, my friend, we'd be glad to take you off of our mailing list. Because if you, uh, if you won't have the gospel, you're going to hell anyhow. That's right. That's right. They, they say we're troublemakers. 
That's the voice of old Ahab when he said to Elijah, after three years of drought, Elijah, you are troubling Israel. But the old prophet Elijah turned and looked that king in the face and said, Ahab, thou art the one troubling Israel because of thy sins. Now, my friend, I wish you'd take note of that. That's right. Regarding those who criticize us and say that we are stirring up hearts and embarrassing folks, try to leave the impression that, that, that this is a work of Satan, I would say to them now emphatically, thou art the one who is making the trouble. Any preacher's message that does not stir up heart, embarrass unsaved ch uh, trouble, uh, ch church members, and reveal unsaved heart is not worth getting out of the rain for. My friend, if my messages don't stir your heart, if my messages don't make you think, if my messages sometimes don't make you mad enough to bite a ten-penny nail, then you might as well turn the trailblazer off because my messages are designed by the Lord to make you think, to make you see, to make you look within that old wicked heart to see if the trailblazer is telling you the truth. The Bible says that there's none righteous, no, not one. I wish you'd go read the third chapter of the book of Romans. Read it carefully and prayerfully with an open mind. It will describe your heart to the T. That's right. Then Ephesians says, And you hath he quickened who was dead in trespasses and sin. Do you not think that concerns you, my friend? That's speaking to everyone. When you read God's word, it's speaking to you. It says, And you hath he quickened, if you are saved, he's quickened you, who were dead in trespasses and sin. Are you not dead in trespasses and sin, my friend? Listen, any preacher's message that does not stir up hearts, embarrass unsaved folks, Reveal their unsaved heart is not worth the salt in his bread, and he ought to get out of the pulpit and go to digging taters for a living. Now, that's a slam on tater digging, my friend. A lot of honorable people dig taters. I know. I have dug them anyone myself. Listen, my friend. In this early church there, as we've been reading about, set forth in these chapters of Acts, the, of the apostle, when they gave their testimony or they held prayer meetings or God's preachers brought his message, Holy Spirit conviction fell. Have you ever seen the work of the Holy Spirit, my friend? I have. I've seen folks. I've seen old wicked hearts uh, turned uh, tender. I have folks here who tell me of their experiences, uh, how the Lord broke them down uh, as a poor, lost, hell-deserving sinner and brought them to the Lord. And my friend, it just, it just does my heart good to hear poor old sinner telling how God saved him. Have you ever done that? Have you ever asked someone to tell you how the Lord saved him? Oh, if you would, I believe you'd be, if you find one of God's children and let him tell you how the Lord saved him, it'll be the most blessed experience you ever had to hear the truth of God's word. Hear him tell how the Holy Spirit brooded over his heart. That's what he did to me. I was a religious sinner. I was lost as a peckerwood. That's right. The old trailblazer was just lost as he could be, going to church, thinking he was doing fine, uh, sitting in the amen corner and all that stuff. But when we'd go outside the church and uh, all the old deacons and everybody would light up their pipes and their cigarettes and their cigars, and it looked like a tar keel coming out from under the roof of that church. But uh, I, I listened. The Lord, the Lord awakened me and let me see that that wasn't anything. Those folks had no testimony. They came there. They give a little little report about the BYUs or the SS, SMUs or some of that stuff. And the preacher said a little tear-jerking sermon. Stood there for 15 minutes and asked folks to come down the aisle and shake his hand and make a decision for Jesus. And many would. And go out and live like hell. 
That's right. Go out and live like a devil, hell devil. But my friend, they call that salvation. No, no. Have you ever thought about hell, my friend, as a living reality? Have you ever heard weeping and wailing and moaning and gnashing of teeth? That's what it's going to be in eternity in hell. Not going to be no uh, uh, a Bud Light party or a Miller Light party in hell. No, no, you won't have any friends there. But listen, why not turn to the Lord? Why not, why not take the old trailblazer's advice and seek the Lord while he may be found? You said, Pastor, can I seek the Lord? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. He, he, he said, come. Come now. Let us reason together. Ask him to give you the effectual call. You know what the effectual call is? That's like the call that the old chicken gives when their uh, chicken hawk flies over the barnyard and all the little old biddies are scratching. And she gives a particular cluck, my friend, and all those biddies head for her bosom, head for her wings, and she squats down over them and covers them up with her wing. Not a one of them showing. You wouldn't know they was there. And when the Lord gives you the effectual call, you know it, my my friend, that still small voice in your bosom, it'll know it. It'll know when the Lord speaks to you out of the Word, not, not audibly, not in a dream, not in a vision, through the Word, through the preached Word, through the written Word, my friend. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. Pastor Albert Pendarva saying, it's been good to have been with you this morning. Just got started when I had to get off. But would you pray for me? Write me, would you, and help me with the broadcast? Remember, my mailing address is Radio Mission. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 